Welcome to Axios Church Online. We're so excited you had joined us here on our online campus. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy this message. We started a series a couple weeks ago, and we're going to end it today on our core values. And we're, we're just going to take a, a little bit of time. I know a lot of us have to go different places and different things, but I, I want to get you to understand who we are, especially if you're new to our church. Um, it, it's Whenever you are in a dating relationship, you can't just jump straight to marriage. <laughs> you got to know who the person is. You got to know what ticks. You got to know what makes them laugh. <clears throat> you got to just know. So this is what this series is about. This is who we are. Before we move forward in this relationship and in this, this pushing forward of this mission, we got to know what the mission is, especially coming next week. Next week, we are starting our legacy season. Come on, you can give it. Our legacy season is starting next week. We're going to be um, showing you uh, or presenting to you what our legacy offering for this year is going to be. Man, I'm excited about this year because it's not only going to be touching here at home we're expecting things around the world. Axios is going to be around the world. We're going to be impacting the world. And I, I can't wait to just to really cast some vision to you next week about what legacy is. So I challenge you, uh, married couples and businesses and different things, start praying now. Start praying now what we can all sow in together for the future expansion of Axios and then also to reach people. Because it's not about money. It's about reaching as many people we can for the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Amen. So Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3 says, And the Lord answered me, write the vision, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits an appointed, appointed time, it has not end, and it will not lie. It seems slow, waiting for it, but surely it will come, and it will not delay. Axios Church is Habakkuk 2. Where I, number one, we are packed today. Give it up for you guys. You guys came to church today. You guys keep on coming to church. We might need to do two services. Amen on that. Habakkuk 2 is what Axios is all about. God gave us a vision, me and my wife, at the end of 2019, going into 2020, about what this church um, should look like, should represent, and should be. And um, it it wasn't something that we just wanted to do. It's something that was really um, God-breathed. God breathe, and um, every step of the way, there's been challenges. Every step of the way, there's been so many obstacles. But each and every time, I don't know how it happens, Gary. I don't know how, what, who, what conversation. It, it, God just provides. God brings the right people. God brings the right resources. God brings the right things. And, and God is amazing. He blows my mind. And I truly believe one of the reasons that he's blessing this place is because we have not lost sight of what he called us to do from the beginning. I mean, it's so easy as a pastor, as a staff, to look at so many things that seem like they're working in other places and try to adapt it here. And yes, those things work sometimes, but if it's not true to the identity and the DNA of what God wants to do in this place, it might be a little bit of crazy or we might mess up the thing. And I don't know about you, I don't want to mess this thing up. I don't want to mess this thing up. So that's why we lean holy on the Holy Spirit. We lean holy on what God is doing. We listen. Sometimes where he tells us to wait, we wait. Where sometimes he tells us to sit, we sit. 
when he tells us to go, we go. Here at this building right uh, uh, two years ago, we, I cast vision to our church while we were at the RP Funding Center and said, hey, we will have a building here in the next year. And I didn't know what the heck I was talking about. <laughs> Matter of fact, I was, I was, well, I was lying to you because I didn't know what was happening, all right? I just had faith and said, hey, we're going to have a building. And to the day of the week of legacy, two years ago, God gave us this building. And we're about to sign a third-year lease here, all right? One year, because we're going to get another building here pretty soon. Yeah, I need some people to have faith with me. I don't care what the economy says. I don't care if, if everybody is buying property in Lakeland. I don't care. if I don't care. Why? Because I know my God. I know my God. And God has given us core values that we can stick on and not move from. And we, we talked about a couple of our values in the, in the past couple of weeks. Prayer is our foundation. Jesus is our message. Community is who we are. Simple is our approach. Worth is what we give. And generosity is our default. In this, this coming up legacy season, I want our, our, our heart of generosity to explode in this place. Because I want us to not only give, but give, uh, give with faith and knowing that as you bless his house, he's going to bless your house. And we believe that in this place. So our last three uh, core values is, uh, we're going to be talking about today, and then we're going to be moving. I'm excited about the legacy series that we are starting next week. Uh, we're calling it Legacy, and um, it's going to be amazing. So you cannot miss a week here. I know online is good. And we'd say, hey, well, let's welcome our online campus. There's people watching all around right now. We welcome you. And online is great, but it's something good when you're in the house and you're in the seats and you get to feel this kind of presence in this place. Uh, so number one is serving is our privilege. Serving is our privilege. Definition of privilege is this, a right or immunity granted as a particular benefit, advantage, and favor. Privilege is a right is immunity a granted, not only is a right, it's a right that is attached to a benefit, an advantage, and a favor. John, uh, Mark chapter 10 verse 45 says it like this, for, the, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and God has given his life as a ransom for many. Serving his house, serving as our privilege, as our right, gives us an advantage, a benefit, and a favor over our lives. We don't, we, don't, we don't serve out of obligation. We get to serve because we get to be a part of God's kingdom. And I know in the culture, in the world where, you know, you've seen documentaries and you've seen so many things of people abusing people when it comes to churches and serving and all that stuff. I get it. I get it. But I'm here to tell you, who are you serving, man or God? Yes, we come together and we serve. You can be on a parking lot team. You can be in the kids' ministry. Hint, hint, we need people in our kids' ministry, all right? Um, we, you can be on our worship team. You can serve, but if there's not a heart to serve God, you're only going to be serving for people. But serving for God means I can't be late. Serving for God means I, I can't call last minute because I, I, I have a little bit of a Commitment? We don't like commitment in these days anymore. That actually just hurt my back when I just did that. <laughs> Jeez. I just stood there for a minute because I was waiting for the God heal me. All right. 
We're not there yet, people. But people, do, people may fail you, but God never. And when you put your mission on people and God's mission, it doesn't matter what people do. We're just on focus for what? We're serving his kingdom. But when our eyes are on what we get to do and not what we have to do, our perspective changes a little bit. Imagine this. God himself, Jesus, came on this world, and he got people to help him. And we're wondering why we, we don't serve in church. Jesus needed his homeboys to help him too. Jesus could have, this is Jesus. He could have done it all by himself. And he still decided, hey, let's do this in community. Let's serve together. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as, as for the Lord and not for man, knowing that, that, that from the Lord you will receive an inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So here at Axios Church, we have serve teams that we love that you, to you be a part of. And if you're a part of, we, we thank you so much for being part of that. But here we do it. We come together, but we are not confused who we do it for. We do it for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Beth Moore is, a, is an author. She says it like this. Trying to obey and serve God before we've come to love him can be exhausting. I'm say it like that again. Trying to obey and serve God before we've come to love him can be exhausting. Sometimes when people serve, they're like, oh, so I got to get here early. I got to do this. It, be, it can become exhausting. Let me reverse it. How's your heart? Because when we truly not submit to Christ in certain areas of our life, our heart becomes hardened to us serving his people preaching too much right now this is too much right because when if we have the heart of god there's no other option but to serve his people because if he can use anything he can use he can use a donkey he can use a rock he can use whatever but he decided to use you and by you not serving his kingdom you're denying yourself to other people or you being used by god this is not me this is bible I serve not because of I have talents and abilities. No, I serve because God given me talents and abilities, and I want to bless his people with what he has given me. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10, it says, as, as each has received the gift, use it to serve one another as God rewards in various grace. Some of you aren't grace to sing. I just heard you, okay? It's a joke. Jeez. Some of you are not graced to, to, to play the drums. Some of you are not graced to, to be in front of people because, because sometimes you don't know how to handle the face. But that doesn't mean that you're less of. That means that God has given you a gift to do other things. See, that's what we do. We cannot compare each other's gifts. Because when we compare each other's gifts, we fall in this trap of comparison, and you're always going to feel less of because somebody is better than you. But when we look at each other as, hey, we're co-laborers, we're doing this thing together, you might have the best voice, but guess what? I have the best handshake, and people feel more uh, acceptable when they come in because of my presence. It's a different kind of grace. 
Some of us have to deal with money differently than others. So, you know, we're not going to put you over finances. You're going to kick you up into the kids' church ministry. We all have to find what we are all gifted and talented, not for us to show about ourselves, but to show what he has done in our life. Because serving is our privilege. We serve God and serve his people because we're building his kingdom. We're building his kingdom. Another one of our core values, which is one that I love, and it's been somewhat of the heartbeat of Axios Church, faith is our response. I remember when we started our church, we didn't have one chair. (laughs) We didn't have one light. We didn't have nobody. It was just me and you. We'll pray with my mom. You know, moms are they're always giving, you know. Like, you're like, hey, we got, a, we got three people that go to our church, me, Jess, and my mom. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to tell you is if we didn't put our faith solely in God, this would have crushed us already. Because I remember when we were at downtown, we, were, we thought we were going to be a downtown church. Thank God we changed that. Have you seen the parking in that place? But I was so adamant we're going to be that cool church downtown. We might still be because there's some buildings available down there. Hey, can we get some amen on that? We're praying for the city of Lakeland, all right? But I remember when, I was down, when we were down there doing our Axios nights, like pitching our church to people. In the middle of COVID, everybody's wearing masks and like three masks, and you know it was, it was crazy. I, 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 there was a moment where the enemy whispered in my mind, "What the heck are you doing? You are not qualified. You don't have the money. You don't have the resources. People are gonna laugh at you because even Jesus didn't res- get respected in his hometown. I'm from Lakeland." What are people going to know the, the old Eric, the Eric you went to high school with? Or anybody, like, I, it's, a, it's a fear. I'm attached to this church, and I know this person. If I start a church here, would I make them mad? And these were fears. Am I going to lose friends because I'm starting a church right next to their church? Like, this is fear. I grew up in Lakeland. I can tell you all day I was born in New York. But I'm from Lakeland, Florida, sis. I remember when Lakeland had the orange groves. Cow pastures everywhere. Now everybody, you all you see is an apartment building or another thing or, or a, a storage unit. How many more storage units we need? But I remember the fear that gripped me in the beginning. But we came to a point where it's like, we're going to do this and trust God or not. And we did. And I remember a month before we launched, we had a building set. We signed a lease. We're ready to go. And we're excited. We're ready to go. And then like a month before we launch, the guy at the building that we had a secured lease for about a year, it was a hand handshake, you know, next time, sign a lease, okay? But I was like, hey, I know you. You know me, whatever. He tripled our rent a month away from launching our church. We just signed a lease 
a three-year lease to a building across the street that was going to be our kids' ministry a week before. I don't know about you, but signing a lease in a struggling economy in the middle of COVID, nobody's going to be like, hey, that's okay. Just take it away. I had to go to the guy and say, hey, you know that lease I just signed? Can we get out of it? <laughs> I thought I was going to get sued. And I'm like, you ain't getting much. <laughs> you ain't getting much. But he said, you know what? I believe in this church. He ripped it up. Until like last year, that thing was been vacant. He lost money. But he, God knew what he was doing. So then we were coming and we're like, okay, we started this church in a month. And the location we were in, it was a concert venue. So it had all the lights, the soundboard, the anything. We were so excited because we didn't have to raise so much money because we didn't need none of this. We're chilling downtown. And now a month away, we have no soundboard. We have no lights. We have nothing. We just have a bunch of people and we're like, we're homeless. <laughs> we don't know where we're going to have church. And we're about to launch. A week later, I get a phone call from a pastor in Georgia. Hey, we launched our church in COVID, a brand new location. We're not going to open it again. We decided as a church we're not going to open it again. You get a flight, and you can take all of our stuff that we just bought all for free. We emptied the bank account that we had at the church, which was just our tithe, <laughs> and uh, we took a flight to Georgia, rented a U-Haul. They packed out a U-Haul full of free stuff for us to launch our church. Don't tell me that God doesn't still move. This was in a whole nother state. A pastor that randomly just calls us. A church that just planted two months before, they bought brand new tables for kids ministry, check-in system. They gave it to us for free. We still, you still using some of the stuff that they gave us. So we go, we launch. Do you understand the RP Funding Center is not cheap? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, $5,000 a month. We're a small church. Nobody wanted us to come and launch. It's COVID. You can't, you can't meet more than 20, 20 people. We just said, God, we're going to just step out in faith. Just like Peter walking on water. God, we're going to step out. Every time the enemy tried to take us down, we step out in faith. Every time there's that whisper of doubt, guess what we do? We don't run. We step out in faith. Every time where, where, where the, it seems a little bit rough, guess what? We step out in faith. Why? Because faith is our response. This church was not built on a personality because I am not that good. This church was built on a faith, a crazy faith. You can't shake this thing. I'm crazy because I know what God has done for me. See, this is what some of us have to understand. We're so worried about the future 
that we sometimes need to look back and see what God has done and build some faith. It said that David had to encourage himself in the Lord daily. What does that mean? That means you will get down. That means there's going to be times where you feel depressed, but you have to build some kind of faith and some kind of grit to know if God is for me, who shall be against me? I know what they're saying. I know how it looks like. I know what it sounds like. But I also know that there's a God that his kingdom shall not be shaken. That I am called a child of God. That he's working in my favor. That he knows my today. He knows my tomorrow. He knows what I'm dealing with right now. And he still says he will never leave me nor forsake me. Do I have a church that is full of faith? especially in the days we're, walk, we're walking into, we have to have faith. You understand that it's not going to get any better. It's going to get a little worse as Jesus draws near. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says, But understand this, that in the last days there will be difficult times. We have to build our faith. The Bible says like this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God. What kind of faith do we have to have? I like to call it like this. is a yes or no kind of faith. A yes or no kind of faith. It reminds me of the story in the book of Daniel. The three Hebrew, Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Where there's a huge fire that they're about to be thrown in. And what did they say? They said, if you, if God saves us, then he is God. But if God doesn't save us, he is still God. So if he does or he doesn't, it should not shake my faith that I have. Let me tell you, do not listen to society and to culture that tells you you need to stray away from God because he's left you. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That is weak-minded gospel. We have to have some kind of grit about ourselves that we believe this thing or we don't. What does the Bible says? If you're lukewarm, it's like throw up in God's mouth. Oh, God, I believe you when everything is going good. God, I, I don't believe in you when everything's going bad. Like, it should be the opposite. <laughs> when things are going bad, you need to draw nearer to Christ. We have to have faith. I need a church. I'm declaring this over your life. In the, as we build this place together, I don't need you to have weak faith. Because I'm going to come up here at times. And I'm going to be like, we are doing this. And I need your faith and your faith and your faith to kind of come out to my faith because I'm just the one speaking up here. But when we are in this thing together, it's not just a saying. It's just not a slogan. No, it's power. When his church is united and faith is flowing in this place, there is nothing that the enemy can throw our way because we serve a God. 
that is still able? Do I have a church that can just kick the gates of hell down with me? Do I have a church that when there's a wall, we can say, hey, where's the ladder? And when I have a church, when we have a little puddle there, we can say, hey, give me a boat. I need a church that has faith like no other. We cannot do this if our faith is not in God. It, it is our response. Our faith doesn't waver in circumstances. Matter of fact, circumstances waver in our faith. It does not waver. When circumstances come, it doesn't change my faith. But when circumstances come, it changes because I have faith. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We have to be bold in our faith. Faith is our response, and we choose to live by that. Why? Why do we have all these? Why do we live by this? Why do we operate by these values? Why? Because it's our last one and it's one of, and it's the most important one. Because it's why Jesus came to this earth. Because people are our hearts. When we start doing it to be bigger and build a bigger organization, we lost the heart. We will. Look at me. We will get bigger. You mean that crazy thing I just said? That's where you amen this, okay? <laughs> if we need to work at it, we're going to work at it. We will grow. Yes. We will go to two services. Yes. We will have a bigger building. Yes. We will have a kids church that is on fire for Christ. Yes. We will have a youth ministry that is on fire for Christ. Yes. Our young adults will be on fire for Christ. We will have the best marriages in Lakeland. We will have a, 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 a community that is on fire for Christ. Thank you. Why do we do all this? It's for people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Not for a church, but for the church. And the church is not a building. The church is people. It's the heart of who we are. That's why we feed our community. <laughs> That's why we give to, we gave about $1,000 away to schools for teachers to get school supplies. Do you think we could have saved that? Absolutely. But what's the point? That's why, that's why at Christmas, I love our heart. Our, we have a heart of generosity at this church. I love it. We're one of the smallest churches but we give the most toys to foster care kids. They're blown away. There's mega churches that we give more to foster care kids in, the, in, on, in December with toys. We take carloads of toys. A couple years ago, they were like, well, what church are you part of? And there's another huge church here that we love and we support that sounds a little bit like our name. You know, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We're Axios Church. And they're like, well, what happened? And we started giving them the story. And they're like, well, how many people do you have? I'm like, this money. And they're like, and you brought this much? I want people to view us that way. That we give so much that they're blown away. That we, that we do so much that they have to turn to God. 
Because there's a church that is real, genuine, caring, cares about, that you are loved, that you are noticed, and there is unity. We are in this together. Is not just a saying. It's who we are. And why do we do it? We do it for what Jesus' mission was. It's for people. I love our mission because it's to point people to God. If we lose, this is where I need you to buy in. You can come over and stop me before I keep on going. I need your, look at me real fast, church. I need your buy-in. What does that mean? I need us to live by this. We can't be speaking in these four walls and not living it outside. If you, if you acting all crazy, don't say you go to this church. Why? Because that's not, that's not who we are. We want people, one of the biggest things that people say when they come to our church, I just feel welcome. When I just walk in, people are nice. Number one, that's sad that people don't come to church and don't feel welcome. Number two, it's awesome that it's part of our DNA. It's part of who we are. And as your pastor, I promise you this. And if this doesn't happen, you can kick me off this pulpit, get another pastor. We will not lose sight of what God's called us to do. You can talk to staff members that have been here or been, we, we preach this. There's been times where we could have done this and done that, but does it follow here? And let me take this to your life. Like we talked in week one, what standards you have that you are operating in? Like, this is who we are. And this is how we're going to do it. And we do it for people. I love the conversation between Jesus and Peter. So Jesus dies, rose again, and he's going around town to town. Just visiting people. Number one, how awkward is that? <laughs> I just saw this guy die. And now he's just popping up. Thomas, my man just appears. But he sees, he goes to Simon and his brothers. And they went back to the thing that God told them to leave. They were fishermen, right? And when God called them to follow him, he says, drop your nets and follow me. But now that Jesus is out of the picture, they lost sight of the mission that he called them to do. And they went back to the thing that they felt comfortable. Let me tell you real fast, building something for the kingdom of God ain't going to be comfortable. That's why you need faith. So they go back and <laughs> Peter sees Jesus. And I can imagine that man, his eyes are this big. And he's like, I, I just denied you like three days, a couple days ago. But you see the conversation. Jesus didn't be like, hey, why are you denying me? He didn't condemn. He just said, hey, get back on mission. He says this. Peter, do you love me? Of course, Jesus, I love you. 
I'm like, your homeboy. Okay, I hear that, Peter. Second time, Peter, do you love me? Jesus, I, I love you. He says, feed my sheep. A third time, he goes, Peter, do you love me? And at this point, Peter is a little ticked off. Yes, God, I love you. Feed my sheep. Then later on, we see Jesus having a conversation with Peter says, on this rock, Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He was reminding Peter of what he called him to do. And it all revolved around sheep. And in the Bible, sheep is represented by people. So what was he telling Peter? Peter, do you love people more than your comfort? Do you love people more than this and more than that? And this is the question I ask you. Do we have a heart as a church for broken, hurting people that we do all we can to serve them? Especially in our community. There's people that are hurting and broken each and they just walk by. And they might not step foot in this place. But as they walk by, do we acknowledge them? Because we should give work why do we do all this because we're on mission for people so if Jesus is our message all of this adds up to what his mission was is people and it has nothing to do with you being in these four walls how are you serving people in your workplaces? How are you serving people in the grocery store? Listen, I know we all have hiccups. Trust me, your boy does. But at the end of the day, is pride gonna set in or is humility gonna sit in? Because as believers, we have to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in Christ. This is who we are. This is who we are. This is who we are. And I love the analogy of fish and sheep as I as as I as I close. <clears throat> said feed my sheep in one instance, and then the other instance, he tells Peter, you are now, you're not going to fish. You're going to be fishers of men. And fish take what you give them. They're quick to turn around. You hook them 
you pierce them, and then you throw them back. That's what fish do. But sheep are different. He's telling Peter, and he's telling us now, at one point I told you to fish for fishers of men. Now I'm telling you to feed my sheep. And the nature of sheep, sheep bite, sheep wander off. You leave the 99 for the sheep smell. Sheep take time. Sheep take sacrifice. Sheep are dumb. Sheep need to be led and directed. So he said, Peter, in this one day, a, a fish, you can catch it, bring it in, you are in control of it, and then you do whatever you want with it. Cut it up, eat it up, or throw it away. That's not how we treat people. But sheep, you have to get them in. You're doing this again? It's called discipleship. And God has called us to disciple people. And it has to do with putting him as the message. But here's the thing about sheep. When they're discipled right, they're the most loyal, effective, resourceful, and trustworthy animal there is. He ain't going to leave your side if he's led the right way. So this is what we are doing here. Jesus is our message. Prayer is our foundation. Community is who we are. Worth is what we give. Simple is our approach. Generosity is our default. Serving is our privilege. Faith is our response. And we do all that because people are our hearts. Vision and mission brings clarity and stability to things. This is who we are. As a church, I need us to get this in us. Why? Because God has a mission for each and every one of us. That is so much better. I need you not to walk by sight. I need you to walk by faith. Whatever you see now, blink twice. Because we're going to, God has so much greater things. Can we do this together? Church, can we do this together? Let's pray. God, today, we come into your presence. We say, number one, thank you for giving us the ability to be a part of your kingdom. You could have chose anybody else, but you chose us to push this mission forward, God. And as we go through our day and we're entering into this legacy season, God, let us take ownership to let us know that we're just not part of a church. We're a part of something that is going to impact the world. Let us take buy-in and ownership to say, if, it, if I don't, then who will? Lord Jesus, we can do it alone, but God, you called us to do it together. And as we go into a season of sacrifice, of stretching, Lord, we know that you, that you will provide, that you are still in control. And God, when we do our part, 
we know that you are doing your part. So we pray today that we build this DNA, we build our faith so people can come to know who you are. We're gonna point people to you where they can find worth and purpose and not me and not us, but in you. In your name we pray, amen. Wasn't that an amazing message? If you'd like to help partner with us to push this mission forward here in Lakeland, Florida, you can go to axioschurch.com and in the giving tab, you can give a one-time donation or a reoccurring gift. We are so thankful for all of you that have decided to join us this morning and meet every Sunday, and we can't wait to see you next time. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, turn on your post notifications, and make sure you're tuned in to everything that Axios Church has to offer.